Comparatively speaking to the macho man Randy Savage, you are nothing but garbage, yeah. Careful you don't hurt your neck again going through those ropes. Austin 316 says I just whipped your ass. Welcome to episode 80 of Boot to the Face Wrestling Podcast. I am your host, Chris Rucker, along with my co-host, Marty Vasquez. Marty, how's COVID-19 treating you out there on the West Coast? Well, I'm stuck at home. I ain't working. Uh, I'm living on Netflix, Hulu, Vudu, Apple TV, Prime, uh, I mean, I guess it's it's better than some. I, I would say that. Uh, I'm not I'm not dying from it, so I guess that's a plus. I don't have it. That's an even bigger plus. Um, other than that, hey, I'm living. How about you? I actually got to go back to work tomorrow. Um, Must be nice, man. We are nice. Yeah, I'd rather just stay home. Fuck all this shit. Well, I, I mean, I get it. I don't know. I, I love what I do. And I love working. Um, I love being at Is work. It, it ain't worth it, though. Like, let's just Dude, let the shit die I, Here's the thing, though. I literally maybe... I work by myself. And I literally maybe see two, maybe three people in an 11-hour day. So I'm not like... Oh, well, see, that's the I'm difference not, I'm not, between yeah, me and you. I'm not, like, surrounded by tens, like, hundreds and thousands of people in a given day. I'm not working with a handful or, you know... A staff of 50 people, um, I've been there before. Like, if it was my last job and last career I had, then, yeah, I, there's no fucking way I'd be working. Um, but I don't do that, dude. I literally see two to three people a day. We're not next to each other. We're, we're talking about social distancing, like, 10 to 15 feet away from each other at this point. Uh, like, it, it's, it's just, uh, yeah, it, I love what I do. And I don't, I'm never around that, pe- that many people that much and that often. Um, however, like... Where I'm at, you know, Orange County, they literally blocked everybody from going outside. So at that point, it doesn't make me, I, don't, I can't go to work because there ain't nobody coming in at all right now. Um, there were, and then all of a sudden they like put an order out that you basically marshal all that shit if you walk outside your door kind of thing. Um, but no, dude, I'm like sitting at home. The yesterday they just banned all activities on trails, on at parks on beaches, so you can't even go do that shit right now. Like, you literally are stuck in your house. Uh, and that shit fucking sucks. Yeah, see me, I literally deal with at least 100 people a day. Probably more than that. Close contact, close quarters. Yeah, but you so. have alcohol to kill all that. <laughs> well, I'm not drinking it while I'm at work. Well, then you're doing it but, wrong. you know, apparently alcohol is an essential job. In America, imagine that shit. You know what? I've seen people posting shit, and this whole essential job bullshit is so fucking stupid. I mean, there's some stuff out there that absolutely is a necessity, but there's people out there, like, I see people that are still open for business and that have gotten approvals. Like, they sell fucking flowers. Yeah. Like, the fucking flowers and roses. Yeah. Like, because that benefits and that health and well-being. Shut the fuck up. I sell, I sell mattresses, and essentially, I sell sleep, Okay. 
you fuck what's the one of the one of the first things that people tell you to do when you're coming down with an illness or cold is to get plenty of sleep and plenty of rest the fuck you want to sleep on the couch you want to sleep on the floor the fuck I, I, yeah but flowers flowers are fucking essential that makes sense drive through restaurants are essential you know what i get it it's food but you know what? If you're gonna go feed, I mean, a, this is America where we're all obese. I know, but if you're gonna feed people, uh, you're gonna feed a family of say five. You're gonna spend like thirty bucks at a, at a fast food restaurant, and you're gonna order out from Buffalo Wild Wings. You're gonna spend like sixty bucks. That's enough money right there to go buck and buy food to go store that could last you a month if you needed to. A month? I'm saying if you had to. There's people you buying ramen on. noodles. Hold on, man. I'm not saying you like it's gonna be quality food, but if you had to go, <laughs> if you had to be in a pinch, yeah. you could spend that money on food for a month rather than food for a meal. If that makes sense. So you got your Trump money yet? I ain't getting Trump money. Oh damn, big baller. Yeah, that's bullshit. I don't know. You want to go on fucking a rant on that shit? That's some bullshit. No. Fuck You're that. Making noise. me depressed. What? Fuck. <laughs> making me depressed. I saw, I was like, oh, that got approved for even more money? That's awesome. Then, like, oh, here's a calculator. And I'm like, fuck you. Fuck all this shit. Look, if you make too much money to where you don't qualify for it, then you'll be all right. Yeah, but if when you go from making a certain income to making zero, just like that, and... You got all that WrestleMania money, though. Where? What WrestleMania You'll get it in the next six to eight weeks. Yes, I don't pay... I don't even pay a quarter of my rent. <laughs> But people, well, then maybe hold you on, need to on. address but where people, you live. At. But people who fucking don't make money are gonna walk out and have like multiple kids will walk out with more money off this check than they make in a month. That's kind of bullshit. That I, it's like, what? Are you fucking kidding me? Really? All right, that's cool. Fuck this noise. You make like two million dollars a year. You telling me you ain't got any saved up? I don't make two million a year, and I do. But, and you got all this fucking podcast money coming in. You'll be fine. You know what? Here's the thing. When you live, when you have to live in L.A., that's not a cheap city to live in. So it doesn't matter. You don't have to live in L.A. I do. Because if not, then my 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 quality of life isn't there. I wasn't living in L.A. I was living where I, you know, in the town where I grew up for a while before, when I opened up the market. And I was driving three to six hours a day just driving to and from work. So basically my day was going from 5 a.m. until 11 o'clock at night. That's not a quality of life I want. Um, so, to, and I, right now, I drive an hour to work in the morning and 30 minutes home at night. Just because of the amount, the way traffic is out here. You have to live nearby or else you're never going to get to work. So, unfortunately, you kind of have to. Um, when you run an area, like, my, I, I am about 30 to 40 minutes from every one of my stores. Um, with an hour, hour 20 minutes, a couple of them. But still, even then, I don't. It's it's. I live on the outskirts of L.A., but still, that shit is not is ridiculous. So, I don't know, man. You can only do so much so long with. It doesn't matter how much you make if you have to pay bills and rent and stuff like that, and you have no income at all coming in. You know, you still got to dip in your savings eventually. Exactly. It means you got it. You got enough saved up. You're fucking. You're making more. You're making enough money to where you don't get a damn stimulus check, Marty. You'll be fine. Depending at 401k, that pension plan, that fucking WrestleMania nest egg, that Harry Potter. Look at all the money you're saving from not going to Disney for the next couple months. You'll be fine. Dude, Disney wasn't going to cost me shit. Like, it was literally. Disney's expensive. Dude, so four days at the parks, staying at the resort, it's only going to be like 1200 bucks. Let's get to something important. Let's lift some spirits around here. Tomorrow, we'll. 
it'll be today because this drops on Monday. Today, if you're listening to this, is the official start to WrestleMania T-shirt week. Say it again for those in the back. WrestleMania T-shirt Thank week. You. Every day we are posing for pictures in wrestling T-shirts, littering social media with it, using the hashtag WrestleMania T-shirt week. I got to admit, I'm a little bit tempered with my excitement because of this whole COVID-19 shit. This coming week, I'm supposed to be on my way to Tampa, Florida, and that's not happening, clearly. But, I mean, let's be real. There's more important shit going on. People are dying. People are getting sick. Stuff like that. So, we don't want to make light of it. But, just in my little bubble, it sucks. So, but we're going to brighten it up. It's not just your little bubble. It's a fucking biosphere because a bunch of us are in that shit. And it sucks. WrestleMania t-shirt week is going to brighten our day, though. Mario. It is. Yes, it is. Like, you know what? It's fantastic. I love it. I love WrestleMania t-shirt week. I've been a part of it for about three years now. It is wonderful. I love it. I brought, You know what? I was looking on my Instagram the other day. I posted a picture on Instagram. And I'm like, fuck, I haven't... Like, I'm on there all the damn time. And then I realized I used to post all the fucking time. And I haven't posted since, like, December. I'm like, oh... Well, these bitches are about to get fucking a plethora of WrestleMania t-shirt weeks post this next week. So they haven't seen shit in about four months. They're about to get seven days worth of selfies coming their way. They're going to be like, who the fuck is this guy with this beard on? What is, oh, he got the beard trimmed up a little bit. So I'm looking a little more full. And... What did you do, go to Cavino's house? No, nah, man, I did that shit myself. I don't have to go somewhere. Shit. Yeah, mine's trimmed up too. It's about a quarter of an inch long. Yeah, I think I think I'm about five inches right now. Ports of it. Imagine how much bigger it would look if you shaved the back of it. Manscaped.com. <laughs> Cold word boot. Um, WrestleMania T-shirt week, Marty. Any? Can you give us a hint of what your favorite shirt this week is going to be, or do you not know yet? Um, I don't know yet. I actually I have a bunch of them. I. Um... I, I'm going to get them all organized today. I have a stack of shirts that I, I've gotten over the last couple of months that I haven't worn yet because I've been waiting to like, come to this week to pick the side of which one, which route I'm going to go. Um, it's going to be a little bit different. I'm not going to just wear WWE. I have some other stuff. I have. Um, I will admit this now because by the time this airs, I guarantee we'll be right around the corner, if not there already. Since we're not going to be in public. Come mm. Sunday night, I will be wearing a Brock Lesnar t-shirt. Whoa, breaking news. So what that set means, <clears throat> for one, fuck Brock Lesnar. Start that off right there real quick. Um, but other than that, there's actually positive behind that. Because what that means is that, what did we call that out? Like a month and a half ago? It, not even that, like three weeks ago, I think it was. Um, about a month ago, it was about a month uh, you ago. know said if we hit 100k and downloads, then I would wear a Brock Lesnar T-shirt, and we are just about to do that. I think we're like a couple thousand off. Um, we have this episode this week. We have one more episode coming to you. Spoiler alert: Boots in the face coming double dose this week. Um, but what but what that means is that thank you to all of you who download. Listen, subscribe, retweet, reshare, rewatch, re listen, whatever you do. 
Um, thank you. It it would say this with all the bullshit going on right now. I genuinely appreciate all of you that that listen to us, that follow us, that interact with us. You have no idea how much that means. Um, we don't. We we just do this. We started this just to have fun and and just two guys just randomly talking wrestling and whatever bullshit first started talking uh you know i'm not gonna lie when we first started talking it was the three w's women whiskey and wrestling that's all that mattered um hasn't changed much since then uh but you know we do this for because we enjoy it we do it because it's, it's something that we love um and even more so interacting with all of you who listen to us and follow us um we just it, it makes my day even if all the bs that's going on right now i know i have this to look forward to i know i have you know, I can jump on social media and see a mil- even with all the crap, I can see a million things that brighten the day, <clears throat> and it all comes from the wrestling community and wrestling podcasting community that we're a part of. And for that, thank you all from the bottom of my heart. Greatly appreciate all that you guys do for us. Well said. Um, I don't even know where to go after that. I think what I'm going to do. Fuck this Brock Lesnar. I think what I'm going to do is I'm going to take like a little video and show all my wrestling t-shirts and shit that I got. Do you have a strategy for WrestleMania t-shirt week? Like, do you, do you start out kind of like pre-show and then you work your way up to the main event come Sunday or do you hit them, you know, with the fire shit at the beginning? I I do what take them on a roller coaster ride. I do what WWE doesn't do. And I keep that shit rising to climax and that that's what i do you know i'll pick my favorite shirts and then i'll pick and then as the wrestlemania comes closer i pick the ones that are most relevant towards the event if that makes sense you know um in years past i've had been able to like oh well we have a ring of honor shirt a show we have a new japan show so i'll throw in ring of honor new japan in there as well well we're not getting that right now either because i don't as far as i know i haven't seen anything I don't even know Supercar is happening this weekend still. I don't think it is. No, everything's canceled. Yeah, Supercar got canceled. shut down. Like, they, not, they didn't record nothing. They, it says they didn't do nothing for Supercar. So, Supercar is gone, um, which sucks because that was looking out to be a fucking fantastic card. I uh, wish they would have recorded something, which is odd that they couldn't figure that out. Considering they record everything else. So, why couldn't they record this? Because it's Ring of Honor. I know, I know. It's ring of jackass. Which is crazy that everyone... Ring of stupidity. That they are... Ring of cocksuckers. Bludgeoning themselves. Ring of bitches. But they keep fucking signing people. Like, you know, I, you know why Orr's I got heat with Ring of Honor? We contract. talked about this last night. Let me, get, let me get this out there. I went to watch All In the other night because we were talking... We talked about it on... Uh, I was on Jay-Z Flair's show and they asked me what my favorite wrestling event was of all time... And I thought about it for a second, and I said, you know what? All In was. I was there. It was good, top to bottom. Um, You didn't have to know everybody. It was just a dope event. It was something cool to be at. And I thought, you know what? I want to watch that Cody and Nick Aldis match. So I get on YouTube. I can't find it on YouTube. So I get on Google, and I'm looking for the Blu-ray or DVD of it because I was just going to order it. Guess what? There isn't one. So I start asking around. And my co-host tells me, oh, well, you know, it's on the Honor Club. You can just watch it on there. So he gives me his login because I'm not subscribed to the Honor Club. He is. I sat there for 20 minutes trying to get fucking all in to play. It's almost like Ring of Honor is so petty with the elite that they're doing everything they can to make sure that that show just disappears. And, you know, I I got a couple messages from people with bootleg versions of the Blu-ray. So I'm going to be looking out for that. 
But Ring of Honor, you can go fuck yourself. You still hold because... on. So you still couldn't watch that? No, Dude, I went big. I just watched it the other day. Like I, like I literally, I watched it like a week or two ago. I never have you. problems with Ring of Honor website. Maybe it's maybe they're just like that's Rucker's VPN. So fuck <laughs> him. We're, we're, we're gonna make sure he can't get that to go through all the shit he talks like, about us on yeah, Boo to the Face. He's a Cody Mark. Fuck him. We don't. We don't know. Yeah. That shit ain't happening. Yeah, I just wanted to hear fuck him up, Cody. Fuck him up. That's all uh, I wanted to hear. Dude, that was the whole point that, of me like, listening that to card, that. There was only one shitty thing about that entire card. Marty, Skrull. Whoa. <laughs> I don't said that. See your reaction. <laughs> fucking watch that shit right there. I got a Marty Skrull shirt that that's gonna, that I'm going to wear this week. I fucking love it, dude. It's like a Johnny Walker style T-shirt. I fucking love it. Um, but no, the fucking Joey Ryan bullshit match. That was. It was Hangman Page, wasn't it? I didn't mind. It wasn't yeah, Hangman I, Page? I like that match. The match was, mind was decent, but the bullshit around it just fucking irrit- oh, annoys the fuck out of me. I don't know. I thought it was good because of how they did the BTE. And the, that was back when BTE was, you know, entertaining to watch. And the whole storyline tying into it. No, I mean, obviously them coming out dressing like a bunch of blow-up dicks wasn't, well, Joey you know, removed. But, like, he, eh, he, I'm indifferent on him. Like, I don't not like him. I don't like him. I'm just, he's just, he's just a guy to me. He's a jag. Well, that's what I'm saying. On the entire card, that was, I think that was like the worst part of it. Like, that was the lowest part of the entire card. Which the match wasn't bad. That's what I'm saying. Like the match wasn't bad, but that's what, when we're looking at what was like. What, if you had to look at something bad for the card, that was it. You know what I mean? If I would have told you the day after All In that Chelsea Green would be signed to NXT for over a year and that Britt Baker would be the first woman they signed in AEW, would you tell me that they would be two of the biggest female stars in wrestling right now? No. I would have. I would have. I would have thought that for Chelsea, but not Britt Baker. I just felt so I, th- I, th- I felt that Chelsea has a has a lot more potential, and at that time had a lot more potential. I also at that point uh, she was starting to be attached to Zack Ryder, uh, so I felt like that was going to give her a bump as far as like uh, notoriety and give her a better like a foot of the door and opportunity to develop and, and learn from the best. Uh, but yeah, it's but like, Britt was with Adam Cole, baby. But at the same time, Chelsea was side by side tag teamed up with Santana Garrett, so she's learning from the best, you know. So you, you can't get much better than that. Excuse me while I take a sip of my Corona hard seltzer. Oh, because Marty shit. Just, because Marty just brought up Santana Garrett. Uh, behind the scenes, I talked Marty into taking a shot. He was trying to drink coffee when we start recording because it's 9 o'clock in L.A. right now. And he's like, it's too early. I'm like, dude, we're on fucking COVID-19 time. Like, there is no hold on, too hold on, early hold on, for hold on, drinking. Candice LeRae fucking managed to weasel away into the ladder match. Yeah, we'll talk about that Fuck if you want later. Shit. Or actually, we can talk about no, it now. No, no, go on, no, no. Notes. Take your drink because I just did. Oh, I'm, you took, I'm your, upset you took because your Santana Garrett drink. Now all the losers, now all the losers of those matches are going to qualify for the sixth and final spot. That means Bianca Belair won't be in that ladder match. So I'm, I'm kind of annoyed about where they're going with the women's division in NXT. Well, the first place but I EO saw them, did come back. EO and she's in it, which is awesome. Um. I think now if we'll talk about that later, I guess. Um, fuck Matt Riddle. Anyways, continue. I don't even know where we're at right now. Well, let's get to this before I forget to do it. Um, we're you know a third of the way into the show, so when we come back from break, we will be announcing the winner 
of the Shane Helms hurricane chase giveaway that we did on social media. So when we come back, we'll announce that and get into some wrestling talk right here on boot to the face. Stay tuned. And we're back. Stand back. back. There's a hurricane coming through. I might even put some music in I there hope for you that. do. Because that would be fantastic. Um, I fucking love Hurricane Hounds. So, you know, a couple weeks ago while I'm out at work, I found this uh, hurricane figure. And I text Eric Brown over it doing the favor. And I'm like, why does this one look a little weird? And he tells me it's the Hurricane Chase. Mm-hmm. I was like, oh, I should do a giveaway. And he told me. He's like, that that would hit hard. Well, we tried to do it last week, but apparently getting people over to Instagram doesn't work. So we did it on Twitter this week and got a lot of feedback on it. We appreciate that. Just to give you a little feedback on that, like the Chase branded items have such a bigger weight to them than other things. Like that's like certified like collector. Like that's what Chase is. Right. And I mean, I have I have collect I have Chase like figures. I have Chase pops. Uh, whenever I see a chase, like you, get, you can find exclusive. Like I collect pops, uh, Funko. So like you can find exclusives, and usually they're the same shit no matter where. You're just gonna be exclusive. Maybe something jump on them change differently. But then they have the chase ones, and when you look like the value of those, the chase ones just instantly like triple to quadruple in value, and they're, and they're the same fucking price. But they're they just because the name the chase brand to, just elevates them that much higher. Um, but I'll let you get back. I, I, I apologize for, for jumping in there. I know you're getting ready to, no, you're good. Uh, to thank and give an appreciative comment. So I, I digress. Continue. Yeah. So the, to the new people, we hope, you know, you stick around and, and keep listening from here on out. It's a weird time right now. So our, our content is a little discombobulated, but we hope you enjoy it. Um, so let's announce the winner. We had, over a hundred replies and retweets and pictures and all that, so that was good. But the winner is Tara Vines at Tara Vines one six. So if you will let us know where to send this, we will give it until what, Marty? Next time we record is we're recording on Wednesday. We'll give it till Thursday. We'll give it till Thursday. If you claim it by Thursday, we will send it out to you. If not, I guess we'll run this thing back again. So. Tara Vines, congratulations. Hopefully we hear from you. And that is your winner of the Hurricane Chase. But, yeah. So, Marty, I didn't know. I mean, I knew you were into pops and shit. I didn't know you did figures. Yeah. I mean, I, I, I don't really go out and, like, buy a lot. I, I'm not going to lie. Every time I go to um, a store, I always hit the aisle. I've been doing that since I was 13 years old. Uh, back, which I, I remember when I was, like, when I was 13. You know, back in 2000, I would go to Kmart, which was the closest, like, big box retailer. And that's where I got my CDs. That's where I got my movies. That's where I got my figures. And I would go in there. I, I would literally just clean up house on Jack specific. You know, and that I just fucking had those, like, a shit ton of those figures. Um, now, I only buy figures that either I really, really like. I don't collect, like, the, the, the whole series and stuff like that. Um, I look for figures that I actually like and stuff like that. And there's some that I do like. And there's some with, like, you know, when it's like an AJ Styles with the tear off and, the, you know, you got your belts. Oh, belt. my God. Don't even hold fucking on, hold get on. me started no, no, with AJ Styles. No, no. It's not like when when it had, um, what I'm getting to is like when there's figures that have more to them rather than just like the molded um, 
costumes and the molded figure when they actually have more around them and they have those titles or they have uh, you know changeable wardrobes or things the like elites, that. Basically, yeah, well, yeah, you know that's the stuff I like and like I have like my two favorite figures I have. Um, I've actually found both of them at um, the uh, like uh, uh, antique stores. You know, and, and like in pristine condition boxes too. Like they're the ones that were like in cases. You had to literally have them come and open them, kind of things. And I got like I think twenty bucks total. And they're both the, the uh, like the greatest moments. You know, uh, mm-hmm. boxes. And one Steve Austin with the title, and one's The Rock with the title. Uh, and I fucking I love that. And they're they're from the same series. And I fucking love those ones. Those were two of my favorite ones. Um, but you know, I think my first the first wrestling figure I ever bought. Right here, man. Right here. Stone, oh, is it Stone Cold with the camo jacket? Stone Cold on? with the camo jacket. I don't know if you remember these ones. These were the old Jack specific that had the, the rings. They had the fucking, like, and the entrance ramps and the Titantrons. They had, like, the talkable moments and stuff. Those were the ones I used to collect because I had the rings, the SmackDown rings. I have uh, all the other ones that go with it. But, yeah, that's I, those are the ones I used to collect all the damn time. Um, but, yeah, man, that's, that's the first wrestling... Uh, figure I ever purchased myself. I'm a bit like you. I bought I that. I bought I that. That they wanted us. I bought that figure the same day I bought my first explicit album in a store. Now this is like obviously I had like you know uh, was it was it like BM- CD warehouse? BM- I had like BMG that. before that, but like uh, actual like buying uh, like an explicit CD in a, in a store. I bought that the same day that I bought Country Grammar explicit album. And um and uh the Marshall Mathers LP the same day as that. Going down, down, baby, your street in a range room, street sweeper, baby. That was my shit. Fuck, I love that. Damn, that was a long time I, ago. I, I love, like, I love Nally, dude. I've been in this concert twice in the last like, three years. I fucking love Nally. My entrance music when I used to do backyard wrestling was number one by Nally. Because we had a, a faction called the Alliance, and I was Alliance member number one because I was the leader. So I would come M out to I number one M and number, number two. One. Don't matter. <laughs> you know what that? But, uh, uh, that uh, I because uh, that that song wasn't on an on a on a Nally album. That's number one. Yeah, it was. It was on uh, the Brown one, which oh, it wasn't Country Grand. Talk about Nellyville. Nellyville. It was on. Was Nellyville. it on there? Because the, the only because I had all those albums, the only way I had that song was because it was a middle like a middle intro song on the Kings of Comedy album with yeah. like Steve Harvey yeah. and all them. Like that was oh the, I love that CD. <laughs> I still I still have that album. I fucking love Kings of Comedy. I, that was yeah. I used to watch it all the time. But but like the soundtrack on that that number one was was like one of the songs between Steve Harvey yep. and Cedric. Yep. Um, cause Cedric did a lot of Cedric did a lot of run-ins on the Nellyville album. Well, not that, but Country like, Grammar. Yeah, he, he had an intro, a yeah. middle, and an outro on that. Hey, yo, Nelly, this is Cedric and Tanner. Get at me, dog. Give me love <laughs> on this album. You can't meet me. Call my mama house. She'll yeah, give you the number. Mama house. You pay can... him. I'll call you back. <laughs> hey, man, that's that's fucking hilarious. But uh, what I was gonna say was, I'm kind of like you. I don't collect all collections of figures like i'm not big into it um i open mine that's another thing i know a lot of people keep their shit men on card the only one that i don't plan on opening right now is the kofi kingston wrestlemania one that i got and if i can get my hands on the ron simmons hall of champions where he was the first black champion in wcw i'll keep both of those 
in pristine condition. But you know, I just collect the ones I like. No, I, um, I get you there. Like I have, I, I'm the opposite. Um, I I have Batman sixty six figures that are still in the plastics, like they're in collector plastics. My pops don't. The only pops that are out are ones I have doubles of. My only uh, my like, even my like, I have shit that's in like I have a special edition Seth Rollins figure, and then I have a a rock figure that's that's I haven't opened the box yet because I I just I I know I should. It's no reason why I shouldn't. Uh, but yeah, like all the stuff that I have that are out of package are either doubled up or something I've had for like 15, 20 years. The only ones I have that I haven't opened yet, the only reason I haven't opened them is because I'm still waiting on us to buy another house and me to get my main room set up. And then once I do, I'll I'll display them all out. But like I said, Kofi, I won't open. If I can get my hands on that Ron Simmons, I probably won't open that. Um, but I'm not a like. Like I listen to Chick Foley and I listen to Doing a Favor and them guys are Dude. like so far and into they're the they're like figure, figure rooms are fucking legit. Like the yeah. way they have that shit bookend on show, I'm like, oh fuck, that's sweet. Yeah, I mean, if I was to start long time ago, but I can't. Like I'm not gonna try to catch up with them motherfuckers. Like that's Dude. just way too much money. And yeah, too... twenty bucks a fucking figure if you're lucky. Yeah, fuck, right, man. exactly. So I remember, I remember, I remember when there was six ninety nine a figure. Fuck. I remember when some bitches were plastic and didn't move, and half of them didn't Dude, look like the like, fucking rest of No, because I remember those ones, <laughs> and then those things would fucking kill you when somebody threw it at you. But, like, I remember, like, you had the, like, back then there were, like, the, the you had the Bret Hart's, uh, I fucking had a Doink the Clown one, I think. Uh, but the was, hard plastic? The hard plastics. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I was yeah. talking about, like, the rubber kind, but the hard plastic. Like, remember the Ultimate Warrior that had his hands wide open? Yep. And he would do the press slam or whatever? Yep. Like I used to, Bret Hart used to whoop his ass in my bedroom. The only reason why I like the rubber ones because my brother was a punk ass, and <clears throat> half my Ninja Turtles because I have all my Ninja Turtles still from when I was a kid, and half of them are missing limbs or broken figures because one day I will get them fixed. Uh, but it's because the some bitch would throw them off the fucking like patio and shit onto the floor. And the nice thing about the wrestling figures is that no matter where he threw them, shit went to break. But all my yeah, it's like, <laughs> so fuck yeah. <laughs> That's funny. Uh, so that was us talking figures for the first time, I believe. I don't think we're going to make that a normal thing because, like I said, I'm I collect the ones that I like. I'm not really like into it, into it. And then with all this shit going on, like no new ones are coming out. They have a new Sting one coming out that I was so excited for, and it should be out by now. But because of this whole COVID nineteen thing, everything's kind of slowed down. But I am gonna. Start looking into getting me a Sting collection set up. Like, I got a couple Sting figs, but I think I got more Roman figs than I do Sting. I got a lot of Becky Lynch figs all of a sudden, too. And I just... Sasha Banks. Did you see that video? I got a Sasha figure. Oh, it's so dope. She's got the title. My daughter was mad that her hair wasn't blue, though. And she wanted that one, too. Because the other Sasha figure I took, my daughter took You bought one for her, right? No, I bought one for me, and she took it. Right. Yes, and she took it. She was like, I want that. And I'm like, "Uh, well, can I keep the belt then? She was like, fine, but I want the figure. I'm like, all right. And now she has no clue where the fuck it is right now. Like, it's probably at the bottom of her toy box with a bunch of other shit she doesn't care about. Yeah. I. uh, It's cool because I have some older, like, I have all my old figures and, like, the old belts that came with. I have a Smoking Skull figure, a belt that came with Steve Austin. Oh, um, go ahead. 
go and then like the rock came with the old WWE championship belt and this like that it's like and the rock has like sunglasses sunglasses on um yeah dude, they're fucking i fucking love them i i i like even like i have a sky too hot because i had all like too cool you know, Grandmaster Zaxe and Rikishi and, and two cool, you know, Sky Tahati. Like, the Sky Tahati had, like, the bucket hat with the cut off it, slipped on his hair and shit, the sunglasses. They all had the yellow sunglasses. Fucking shit was, I fucking love my figures, man. I need to bring them out, put them out. I need to start doing some Petopolis stuff and making videos on that. Well, you have a girlfriend now, so if I were you, I'd just keep doing what you're doing. Don't run her off. <clears throat> all right. <laughs> I'm just trying to give you a little friendly advice. Like, if, you, if she stuck around this long with all that bullshit you got behind you, I wouldn't pull more of it out. <laughs> I mean, that's just a portion. Like, there's a that's only that's not even twenty five percent of what I have. This like this shelf has the least amount of shelf than any shelf in my room. Uh, I have a wall full of pops. Um, yeah, my bed. So people have like like end tables by their bed. I have shelving units and one Star Wars from top to, from floor to ceiling with wrestling on it as well. And then the right, other you're gonna one, need to do a video tomorrow to when this comes out. You're gonna need to put a video out and show everybody your little setup you got right there with your Star Wars and your wrestling stuff. That's yeah. that's you, I'm I'm making an executive decision as the co-host of this show that you're gonna have to do that. So while you're quarantined down, dust the shit off and show everybody what you're working with at home. Uh, but you brought up belts a minute ago, <clears> and I've come to a, I've come to a, a, a crossroads. I'm trying to decide which, which side plates that I want to get for my WWE replica championship, and I'm pretty sure I'm just gonna go with the Rock. You think that's a good choice? I think it's it was between fucking- the Rock and Roman. I thought about Kofi. But my all-time favorite of WWE wrestler is The Rock. I love how you signify that and, like, specify. Um, I, here's the thing. I think it's the perfect choice. One, The Rock is, I mean, obviously, he's one of my favorites of all time. He's my top two. Uh, and to be honest with you, when it comes to him and Austin, it depends on my mood. Because one day, The Rock's my number one. The next day, it's Steve Austin is. It just really comes down to my mood on the day. Um... If I love everybody, it's The Rock. If I want to just punch people in the face, then Steve Austin. I don't know. But with the replica WWE Championship belt you have there, The Rock is a fantastic choice for it. One, it's The Fucking Rock. Um, He's the greatest of all time. Uh, But with that title... Greater than Ric Flair. But with that title, he's the first one to carry that title. So it makes sense. Uh, No, 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 no. He's the first one. I don't have the WWE champion type. This is the updated version. Oh, okay. He brought out the one that had champion across it. Got it. it. Maybe, you know what? I think I have that one. That one's always on sale. Maybe I'll get that one and put The Rock on that one. And I'll put Roman on this one. I don't know. But I am kind of disappointed that this week I was supposed to get a couple more of my top autographs on my uh, big gold title. I have a list of my all-time favorite wrestlers that I want to get to sign my big gold. So far, I have Booker T and Ron Simmons on there. I still need Sting. I still need Mickey James. I doubt I'll ever get The Rock, but he's on the list. Um, Becky Lynch would have been another one because I had a meet and greet with her. So I would have knocked out at least two more of my signatures this year at WrestleMania had we went. Is that the, no, the one that says champion across no, the bottom? No, it says, it says world heavyweight on it. Yeah, it's the same one I yeah. got. 
But that one you're talking about, maybe I'll get that one and put the rocks uh, plates side on. plates on that one, and I'll get Roman or Kofi on this one. I think yeah. I'll get Kofi on this. I got one, my Kofi's. Kofi's win was just. God damn it! I ordered was my, so mine. Was awesome. a drunken purchase at the whiskey rest at the whiskey bar to go to. Um, my, la- my they're on sale right now. We um we had. We used to have a different kind of rewards program, and when you collect so many points, you can cash them in for shit. And like, we were going away from that program, so like, hey, just cash out all your points and whatever you want. So I just got like bought a shit ton of like Amazon gift cards from it, and mm-hmm. I was at the whiskey. We were drinking whiskey when I was getting drunk, and I looked at like Amazon. We we're looking at talking about belts, and I pulled it up on Amazon, and like WWE was like uh, sound sound them on. You can click them through Amazon as a distributor. And they were on sale, so I was like, oh, I got all these Amazon credits, might as well use them. So, like, at 2 in the morning, I bought a championship belt at the bar from Amazon with all these credits. I'm like, yeah. What'd you get from work with your award? I got a WWE championship belt. Well, I'm not going <laughs> to lie. I walked into the next meeting with that fucking title on my shoulder. That's funny. That's funny. I'll, uh, there's always sales going on around WrestleMania, so I don't know. Maybe I'll... I got a bunch of money set up in my uh, PayPal from selling stuff and things like that. Maybe I'll maybe I'll grab one of them old WWE titles at the Rock change from the spinner belt. Speaking of, to tie it in, I was going to tell you, one of the other ones I may not open, the figures, is the Royal Rumble figure of the Rock that came out this year where he's holding the spinner belt. Why? Because he had just beat CM Punk. Oh, yes. Maybe I won't open that one either. Yeah, that's a that's one that's one that I would keep in a box, but that's just me. Yeah, that's that's a maybe I'll find another one and and do it. I had a Macho Man from the Royal Rumble, but I sent that to uh, Doug in Canada because he's he's got a Macho Man collection. I have no Macho Man figures, Marty, not one. You know what? I don't think I ha- I don't have. I think the last Macho Man figure I have might actually be a WCW Macho Man. I I've never owned because a Macho I, Man. Figure. I never bought WCW, um, but because there was a Macho Man out, I think I did get a WCW Macho Man. That's the only one, and with the exception when I was a kid, I had like the Macho because I had, I had all the Macho Man stuff when I was a kid, like like child child. Like I had the Macho Man, um, the My Pal or whatever it was called, the Pillow Pal. Um, but I had all the all the Macho Man stuff when I was a kid. Well, that is segment two of Boot to the Face. We will take one more short break, 60 seconds long. And when we come back, we actually will start talking about WrestleMania because it's really the only, only thing going right now. So we'll see you in 60 seconds on Boot to the Face. Welcome back. Boot to the Face wrestling podcast marty you ready to talk some wrestlemania let's talk some wrestlemania so big news out this week is something that we actually touched on on our show last week where uh i told you i didn't think roman should compete at wrestlemania and apparently shit hit the fan at the recording rumor has it that he was there to take on goldberg during the tapings by the way, this will not be any kind of spoiler because we don't fuck with spoilers on Boot to the Face. Um, he was there at the tapings to take on Goldberg for WrestleMania. Apparently, The Miz showed up sick is what the rumor is. 
and Roman and the Usos were pissed about it. And Roman left because, which I don't blame him at all. Like, if you let the Miz show up visibly sick, how do I know you're not letting other people come through that are failing your tests with the fever and coughing and shit like that? Like, Roman's got leukemia and can literally die if he contracts this virus. So, I don't blame him at all. Um, obviously, the timing when everything coming out was, you know, nobody knew what was happening. I was kind of thrown off because I was like, well, shit, he was just there live last Friday. What what changed from Friday to Wednesday? Apparently, The Miz changed. Um, a lot of people are giving him flack for still going through with the show. The show's already been recorded, so that that's of no consequence. Do you think they made the right call? Because my thing is, if you think WWE made the wrong call by continuing what we're recording stuff, then AEW made the wrong call also, but they're seeming to skate free through it. And I don't understand why. So what do you think? You think they should have called off WrestleMania altogether? Yeah. I think with what everything's coming on right now, they have, um, like five people either in quarantine or removed because of this, uh, Mysterio's quarantined, Dana Brooks quarantine, um, Roman, obviously, Bobby Lashley is sick. Um, So that's another match that might be called off, um, depending on what they do there. I don't know if it's being recorded or not. Um, But And then The Miz. Um, That's five people. Two of them are in title matches. You know, that's just like... Those are items with as big of a roster they have and everything they have. Yeah, I think think at this point they should have just called it off. Uh, And here's the thing. They're recording the shit... Um, and they're not really recording full episodes. Like they're recording a half to two thirds of a of a of an episode, and then filling the rest of it with old matches. That's what they've done for the last month. Whereas like AEW, and I don't know why pe- people aren't talking negative about this at all. They're doing live events still. Like they're recording the day. Yeah, they pre-record some stuff, but for the most part, most of their card on Wednesday nights is is live live taping right there. They're still doing stuff or recording at that moment right before it airs kind of thing. Um, so I don't know. That's I think at this point, the way that everything's going, they they should just call it a day and turn everything off. Um, if everybody else is forced to close down and shut up shop, um, I mean, let's put it this way. Studios aren't recording episodes, aren't recording movies, they're not recording anything. And those are in closed settings also. But WWE, but all these wrestling promotions are still wrestling stuff. Um, New Japan, obviously they're closer to like Ground Zero. Um, they haven't ever had a, a live. They haven't had an event since the, the end of February, and they don't look like they're. Gonna, and they're already saying they don't know when they're coming back. It could be months. Um, they're looking at maybe August when they come to MSG if everything's cleared and open by then. But they're not in a hurry to even open up, and they're you know that's a loss. I mean, they have so many events going on over the next couple months. That they're just taking a loss on all that. And, uh, you know, they, they get a lot of people coming to those events out there. But everyone out there is on lockdown, and so they turn everything off. The wrestlers aren't wrestling. Um, a lot of them, the ones that are stateside, are still here. Um, but, yeah, I think that WWE and AEW should, at the end of the day, just call it a day and let it be. Um, there's no reason. with You know, before, when nothing was happening, then, you know, keep going on as far as you can. But now that people are popping up sick, I think it's time to call it in. Yeah, I think with whatever WWE rumor has it that they have recorded 
enough content to get through WrestleMania and the Monday Night Raw after that. I don't think they should record more shows after that. I think they should just... They got enough stuff in their library to air shit that we've never seen before. Uh, they can come up with new content. They're doing all these Skype videos and stuff. Like the other day, uh, Renee Young was talking to Booker T and Xavier Woods. And I guess I got to call him Dean Ambrose because it was WWE programming. Dean Ambrose popped in on the video <laughs> with the dog because she was like, my dog's just going crazy. And my husband's not doing a good job of wrangling them. And next thing you know, fucking Moxley shows up on the camera. He's like, I got the dog. <laughs> Looks at the camera. And Booker T and Xavier lost their shit. It was it was a funny little moment that, you know, I I think stuff like that they should do more of. More kind of behind the scenes, letting us see the people at home and what the hell they got going on. They could do watch-alongs. They could air matches, you know, from... You could tell Xavier Woods, hey, tell me your favorite wrestler of all time. Oh, it's, you know, such and such. All right, well, I'm going to show you a match that you've never seen before. Him and, like, UWF versus the Ultimate Warrior before he was the Ultimate Warrior. And have him commentate along to it. You know, little shit like that. They got a million options they could do without without risking these people's health. And, you know, because let's be honest, a lot of people aren't really watching. And all they're doing is watching the shit on it. So if you're going to risk your health more than you normally do... Also, people can get online and bitch about it. What's the point? Yep. Agreed. Um, Jericho and Matt Hardy had a <laughs> had a segment this week, along with Vanguard One. Um, first off, the the only thing I didn't like about this was the Matt Hardy like magician shit, where he was popping up from row to row before he got to the ring. Other than that, I thought this was fantastic. Like it was. It was so awkward because there was no crowd there that I loved it. Yeah. I uh, <clears throat> I love the whole thing. Um, and the whole, like, magician crowd thing that is proof that with no crowd and being able to do things with cameras, they're obviously taking advantage of it. I feel like even WWE is doing so. Um, I feel like the... the um, Baron Corbin and Elias segment this week... They, they were able to utilize production with, and no crowd being there to make that look what it did. Um, I mean, I, yeah. If you think that he fell from that, that you know, that platform down to the cement floor, um, I got something coming to you. That I guarantee that they used uh, production technique with that. Are you talking about when Baron Corbin tried to commit murder? You know. On on live television? Basically. He tried to kill Elias? Is that what you're talking yes, about? Yes, that's exactly what I'm talking about. Okay. I just wanted to, <laughs> wanted to make sure I clarify that he basically committed attempted murder and nobody's like, hey, we need to arrest him. He was on like Twitter the next night grilling on his big green egg. So. Yeah. <laughs> like, you know? Um, but yeah, that's... But that, the Matt Hardy... Um... You made a comment. You've been making comments, and I haven't. I've kind of been like, okay, well, you know, I get kind of see that the broken character is. is there's no reason to go. His his mannerisms and his little his little just his little like ticks he has. It's like, ugh, it's annoying. I'm sorry. I love Matt Hardy, but it's annoying. Uh, like. The Matt Hardy we got before he left WWE was the Matt Hardy that I want, I love seeing. Uh, but the whole thing from Jericho talking to Vanguard One and Mr. Guard, 
join inner circle, uh, literally talking to a, a drone to, to convert them to his 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 faction. It was fantastic. Uh, I don't like your you're gonna have all, views. You're gonna have all woman. the drone. <laughs> you're gonna have all the drone Twitter models coming your way. I'm like this son of a bitch. I fucking love Jericho. Um, he said, honestly, Vanguard one. I think you're a piece of shit. <laughs> Jericho's hilarious. I don't know. I, I'm not a fan of the the uh, the broken mat thing. I loved it when it first started. He did a podcast with Jr. and he did it in character back when he was in TNA the entire time, and it was one of the most like entertaining fucking things. I I might pop up at any wrestling organization, whether it be the Honorable Ring or Subterranean Lucha. <laughs> like, the fact that he called Lucha Underground subterranean lucha had me dying laughing while i was at work but i don't know lately it's just it's been beaten to death like it's been damn near five years now like it's time to move on honestly i wouldn't mind if he went back to matt hardy version one i don't think that got nearly as big as it should have been because of the whole edge and leader thing but matt hardy version one was my shit when he used to come out with his little matt facts of the day and that kind of that goes back to kind of what jericho was saying because at the same time that's when he was in, you know, Jeff's shadow. Same time. He's always been better than Jeff. Anybody that's a real wrestling fan will tell you that Matt Hardy's better than Jeff Hardy. Jeff Hardy's been Jeff's- the same fucking person for 20 years now. He's never changed anything. He hadn't evolved at all besides putting face paint on and trying different drugs. But he's more entertaining to watch than Matt Hardy is. In Doing ring. what? In ring. Now, on the mic, he's, no. He's on the, the mic, Nick Matt Jackson. Hardy- He's the Nick Jackson of the Hardy Boys. Wow. Both Matts are better than Nick and Jeff. Total the totality of them as wrestlers oh, is better. Can you imagine they that have match better storytelling? Young hmm? the Bucks of Youth break up and and we see the immersion of Brother Nero in AEW, him and Nick take on Brother Matts. <laughs> like I the- knew you'd come. <laughs> We're sitting here shitting on Matt Hardy's broken mat, but yet we love it at the same time. Like it makes no sense. That's how stupid that's how stupid the gimmick is. Like it makes no sense. You hate it and you love it at the same time. Um Damascus three thousand. <laughs> yeah. That shit like, was so awkward. Fuck. Watching them try to make each other laugh. It was just awkward. And then the, the run ins at the end were awkward too. With fuck no crowd, Sammy Guevara. It was just Gosh. weird. I fucking hate Sammy Guevara. Yeah, well, you and Brandy Rhodes feel the same way about Sammy Guevara. That that face she made was fucking hilarious. <laughs> I knew you'd come. Let's talk about your boy Brody Lee's uh, little Vince McMahon dig that he did. How how'd you enjoy that? What's uh what what dig you talking about? He did a, a backstage vignette where he's eating steak with two of the oh, dude, Dark I Order fucking, people. I love that vignette. That vignette was fucking fantastic. That had right, like, explain to me why you loved it. And I'm explaining to you why. It, it showed Brody Lee in a manner that we've never seen him before. Um, I think it, it added depth to his character. Um, it took him away from like... It made him look like a boss. Um, it just—I I thought it was entertaining. Also, like, what the, f- the fuck you don't fucking eat until I get done eating. Like, you fucking eat when I tell you to eat. 
dude, fucking stays in here. Get the fuck out of here. Um, it just, it, I think it felt, it felt make, it made him really put himself to the point of, I'm the fucking boss. I lead this shit. You follow me. That's what this is. This isn't a collective, hey, we're all one. No, nah, no, nah, bitch. I'm the boss. You follow and do what I say, as I say, when I say. Um, and I think that it, this position was better than, like, a cult leader. And that's what they've been showing. And I think it adds more depth to him as the, as the, um, the exalted one, um, rather than just like a standard, like a cult leader. And that's why I liked it more. Well, listen to your assessment of it. Um, I'll tell you why that doesn't make sense to me is because the entire time they're trying to recruit people saying, Join the Dark Order if you feel like you've been talked down to. If you feel like people don't treat you the same. And then Exalted One shows up and treats them like that. But that's not why I didn't like it. I didn't like it because the whole point to it was he was doing a parody of Vince McMahon. Like anybody that watches wrestling knows that Vince is weird and does shit like that. And there's all these stories on podcasts about how he has to eat extra rare steak. And you can't eat until he eats. And he thinks sneezing is a sign of weakness and all that kind of shit. All that was was him acting like Vince McMahon. And I'm going to tell you why it doesn't make sense. Because unless you're deep into this shit like we are, you don't fucking know that. You just see him being an asshole on TV. But it was clearly a shot at Vince McMahon. And I was I happy know, just, when they panned in on his steak and it was cooked the way it was. I was like, if they showed it go down his steak and it's fucking well done, I'm going to be fucking pissed. I'm turning this shit off right now. Are we really gonna start this argument again about yeah. how you like how you like your steak to be alive still? How it's and made the way it's supposed to be made, not fucking charred with a one sauce on it, all the dippings and shit. I don't eat a one sauce. What do you put on your steak? The season that I cook it with, and you fry that shit. No, I I like my steak grilled, sir. I tell you what, though, I have come around. I don't like it as well done anymore. I like it one notch below well done. Medium well. Yeah, that's my shit right there. That's the space I live in. That works. That works. I don't like my steak to, when I stick my fork and my knife in it, it turns around and says, ow, motherfucker. Well. I I like my steak to be dead. When you you, you come out here next year, when you come out here next year. I'm not eating that shit. I'm going to make you a bomb ass steak. And that's yeah. just going to be cooked properly for um, you. It won't be fucking mooing. It won't be chewing fucking grass. It'll be it'll, you know, it'll be a little pink in the center. Not red, but pink. Pink. Yeah, Pink's where it should be. The fucking corner store down the street and get some, get a kale shake or something like that. Kale me crazy. Or whatever pretentious fucking shit y'all got out there in <laughs> LA. Because <laughs> I'm not eating that shit. I refuse to eat. A steak that's yelling at me while I'm trying to cut it in half. Uh, anyways. <laughs> Fuck that. Uh, I can't wait for it. How dope is it going to be the first wrestling event? That first motherfucker's music to hit is going to blow the roof off. I think it ought to be Stone Cold. Who would you have come out first at the first, re- for WWE anyway? I think Stone Cold should be the first music people hit just to make it like incredible. It has to be someone larger than life. So if it's not Stone Cold, then it has to be The Rock. Um, but it has to be someone larger than life. 
it has to be somebody that when that music hits, everybody knows, like, get the fuck out of your seat right now and lose it. And it, sadly, it's nobody on the roster right now. For well, AEW, who would... No, no, it, I'll tell you who it's going to be. It's going to be... It's just going to be John Cena. I can see that. And it's going to be with... It's going to be with the title on his shoulder. Ooh. So, we're not at the prediction show yet, but you're predicting Cena wins the title at Mania? I'm saying that Cena will have the title by the time that show goes live again. Whew. Whew. Uh, update, uh... Your boy Braun apparently listened to me shitting on him last week and has come out and said he's apologizing for all the shit he talked. Probably because he wants I to think, be he wants to be on TV again. He wants think, to get paid. He I think he paid. actually named me as a source in his apology. <laughs> he was like, I listened to Chris Rucker just completely shit all over me and I don't want to get these hands, so let me apologize. Is that a good Braun Strowman? I, I can't take the cracker rack. <laughs> I apologize. There you go. <laughs> I couldn't get that big some bitch up in that rack for nothing. <laughs> I need a bulldozer. That motherfucker's big. Fucking huge Braun Strowman. Uh, you got in the notes here. John Moxley being compared to Sting. I remember Darby Allen getting compared to Sting. I've read a couple articles over the last week. Um, people comparing Moxley. Uh, you know, the fact that, you know, for a while people compared him to to Steve Austin and his devil may care, um, lone wolf attitude, but that the way he's being sold as that, that lone wolf doesn't need nobody, kind of just does what he wants uh, when he wants to, and the fact that everybody's vying for him to be part of their faction, Dark Order, um, Inner Circle, and the fact that he's staying to himself, um, that's what they're currently compared to. And the way WCW was doing that with, you know, until the end, as far as leaving Stinger by himself, uh, and then obviously joining, later on joining the NWO. Um, but, like, that's what they're comparing it to. Like, the, the fact that he's isolated and he's doing his own thing and everyone's trying to get him on their side, but he's still just holding to himself, is that they're starting to compare that to the way Sting was throughout the 90s. Uh, and that's where that comparison's coming from, and that's where I've seen it. And I, I was like, okay, I can kind of see that. I don't agree with it, but I can see that where they're coming from on that on that angle. Well, that'll wrap it up, Marty. Um, we got a WrestleMania prediction show coming up later this week. WrestleMania's already been recorded. We are doing our best to stay away. I've blocked almost everything on social media that would have anything to do with a WrestleMania spoiler to make sure that I'm not seeing it. We don't know who the hell's taking on Goldberg right now. Rumor is that it's Braun. Um, we don't know how the tag title matches are going. We don't know shit. All we know is that it got recorded that next Saturday and Sunday, WrestleMania will be aired on the WWE network that today, when you're listening to this, March the 30th is day one of WrestleMania t-shirt week. Marty, you got any shout-outs or anything you want to say before we get out of here? I got a couple. Um, our friend Adrian, uh, I want to give him a shout-out. He listens to us and periodically uh, you know, sends us an email or messages us, us and tells us what's going on and you know, sends us appreciation for putting stuff out there. And uh, we, we talk to him all the time. And I know by the time I saw the message, you had already responded back. And um, it was like a, a couple days and I was like, oh, I'm, you know, I'm just going to shout him out. Um Appreciate all he does and listening to us. Um, that's always fun. Um, the fact he gives us feedback on that, that's cool. Appreciate that. 
greatly. Um, our friend Brian on Twitter, uh, Brian Sand 8 uh, reached out to me yesterday, sent me some messages, and uh, appreciate what he's doing. Um, always following, always interacting with us, so shout out to him as well. Um, and then just uh, I know I shouted him out last week. I give him shit all the time. Uh, but just give uh, JP over at the Irish Rip Podcast, JPTIW on Twitter, uh, joining up, jumping in. On uh, You went live on Instagram this week, and he joined in and was doing that with you and having some good back and forth on that live, kind of a live interaction until you got booted. I apologize for that. I guess we'll figure that out sometime. Um, but no, that was cool having him on there. Uh, you know, Appreciate the fact he was able and willing to jump on. I'm going to do so even if he had that bullshit-ass Teddy Bruschi jersey behind him. Um, <laughs> fucking A, man. Patriots are over. You need to get a, get a new team. You should have got a new team a long time ago. And if we're going to fucking, fucking Teddy Bruschi, man, what the fuck? Um, anyways, thanks, JP, for jumping on that. Those are my three shout-outs this week. Appreciate all you guys do. Like I said earlier, appreciate all you guys who listen to us, follow us, and and, um, and, and kind of give us feedback. And that, That's always much appreciated. Yep. Um, I don't know. Everybody. Hey, thanks. Too many people to talk about. Too many. If you're listening to this, we appreciate you. Give us a rating on iTunes. We need to get those numbers up. Um, I mean, I don't know how or why, but algorithms, Ramardi, you told me that last week. Algorithms, that helps out. So if you can give us a rating on there, we're on any podcasting platform you can find. But mainly, we're on Full Press Radio. You can download the Full Press app and get us on there. Every time we post, it'll be on the Full Press feed. Uh, Shout out to Ian for hooking us up, keeping us on live radio. Our boys at Talkamania, you know, they hooked us up, getting us on there. But Full Press coverage, the app, Full Press Radio, you can find us there. Spreaker, iTunes, Google Play, uh, iHeartRadio, Spotify. There's like a million different ways you can find us. But that's it. Also, that's you can find I us got. on Instagram, boot to the face underscore. Find us on Twitter, boot to the face. Those are also places you can find us. Um, it's not too late. Go to prowrestlingtees.com backslash boot to the face. Get yourself a boot to the face t shirt. Always help out like that. This has been episode 80, Marty. We are one week away from the grandest. Can we still call it the grandest? The grandest performance center of them all. Yeah, it's, definitely, it's definitely taking the year off from being the grandest stage of them all or the show of all shows. Um, the it's WrestleMania tickets are going to be high giraffe pussy next year. As, like, you know how much we paid for our tickets this year? We're going to have to pay twice that to sit there next year. Them tickets well, are going to be The positive ridiculous. side is I got no travel next year, so I'm okay with that. I looked up the flight from Atlanta to L.A. Like, I don't it's know if I'm going to make it. That's Bullshit. a fucking six-hour flight. At least four and a half. <sighs> That's, I don't do over two hours on the airplane. I get real ants. Like my, I don't have a lot of anxiety, but being on the airplane is, is like it triggers this. I shit will like have a fucking case of whiskey waiting for you. Guess the what? Car. My liquor store's got whiskey down the street. I don't have to get on the airplane to go. And you don't have to pay for it. Yeah, but I got to pay for a plane ticket. And. I like how you fucking people that fly just think it's so easy for us people that are afraid of to jump on a fucking airplane. It's not. like it. I'm getting nervous now just thinking about it. It's a fucking year from now. Take fucking shit. Just buy. Just fucking buy some whiskey. 
drink whiskey on the plane. I do that. You don't understand. You think you, I just get on a plane I'm, sober? I'm, I'm going to tell Ian just to like put some, put something, drop something in your little whiskey cup. What the fuck is this? The A team? You just going <laughs> to date rape me now and like knock me out on the plane? <laughs> Well, I don't know. Maybe <laughs> I'm get fucking you in the, go from Chris Roger to be a club. Then at the same time, you never know. Hey, I'm, I'm doing you a favor. I mean, like I, I just I hate the for people that don't know. I don't like airplanes. I used to fly all the time as a kid. I had to fly to Texas for work a few years ago. I'll tell this real quick story for people that haven't heard it before. And I was sitting in my row, and I'm sitting next to this guy. I like to call him Philly Mike. Because he was from Philadelphia. He told me, black dude, young. He's in the middle seat. I'm by the window. And I'm cool, right? Like, I've had a couple drinks. I'm relaxed. I'm trying to take it easy. And I keep thinking the plane's going to take off. Like, the engine keeps revving up. And then we just casually, like, make a little turn. And we get to the wrong way. The engine rears up again. So I get all these uh, false finishes, if you will, to tie it into wrestling. And all of a sudden, this plane just fucking takes off. And I hit the back of my seat and I reached down to grab both armrests and Philly Mike's hand was on the armrest to my left. And I grabbed his hand and he looks at me and I grown man. Now I looked him right in his face and told him I'm really scared now. Don't make it weird. So we basically held hands until we got to cruising altitude and it was the most uncomfortable flight and two hours well, no sitting next shit. to somebody. No I've shit is uncomfortable. You held hand. the motherfucker's hand. Like, that'll make anybody uncomfortable. <laughs> Man, I was terrified. You're one of those like, people. I, I, I've been on a, hundreds of flights. I fly all the damn... I used to fly all the damn time. Uh, I can honestly say that I don't think I've ever gotten the name of the person sitting next to me. And I fly by myself. I think I've flown with somebody once. Uh, well, technically twice, there and back. Um... But yeah, like I, out of all the times I've flown, I don't think I can ever say that I've gotten anybody next to me's name, or even had a conversation. Because I sit down, I fucking put my hat on or my beanie, I put my gla- my sunglasses on, I put my earbuds in, and I fucking I'm out. Like don't talk to me. I, and ten, 10 minutes in, I'm fucking asleep. Simple as that. Oh, it must be nice. Well, oh, you it's know what I'm fantastic. not doing? Relaxing. That's what I'm not doing. The entire time, my asshole's clenched up because I'm nervous as hell. Every, oh, every time the plane moves a little bit. Making it full circle. We talked about Kings of Comedy earlier. I'm pretty sure that Cedric Entertainment had a bit on Kings of Comedy about him flying in fucking turbulence. Oh, oh, oh. Yeah. Exactly. Every time that shit comes off, I can picture Chris Rucker doing the exact same thing. Another uh, trip we had to take to Oklahoma City, I flew with co workers, and one of my co workers, JT, he's like 60 year old black dude that was in the military and all this shit. And we were about to take off from Atlanta, and it was a real bad storm. So we sat on the tarp. Like, the pilot comes on, and he's like, oh, we're in luck. They're clearing us for takeoff. And right when he says that, all the windows, like, light up because lightning hits. And he comes back on, and he's like, we're not going to be able to leave. So now we're sitting on the tarmac for, like, an hour. Like, this could be, we could be, like, halfway to where we're going right now. And I'm still inside this little fucking tube with wings. Like, anxiety through the roof, whiskey wearing off. So we take off, and like I said, it's a real bad storm. And I don't know if you've ever taken off in a storm, Marty. The wind, like, pushes the plane back down, and you have to go faster. And in order for us to get to where we were trying to go, I guess he hit, like, the hyperdrive 
fucking button or whatever that they fucking got light speed. on standby. You flew the light speed? Man, Calm down, I, Skywalker. Next thing I know, I'm leaning all the way back in the chair. I'm like this, like just holding on. My face is moving. I look over to JT, who, again, was in the military. He was like a paratrooper and all this kind of shit. And he looks over at me and goes, quit being such a bitch. And that's all he said. And started laughing at me. And I just flipped him the bird and kept freaking out for like two hours. Yeah, so most of my flights flying. are most of my flights are in and out of Denver International. And I uh there was yeah, I mean I there, there was one time where our flight was delayed because we were flying up in the air because there was so much lightning and thunder and rain coming down that they couldn't bring the plane into the area or come down. And you just seen the whole thing light up. I'm like, yeah, whatever. I'll get there when I get there. Uh, if it's my time to go, it's my time to go. That's the way I see it. Uh, but the, the one time I was like, fuck, do I get on this plane? And I remember my freshman year of college, I was getting ready to fly back to California. Um, like a couple, like the week before, like right after the semester ended. Uh, or the first, like uh, fall semester ended. So it was like right before Christmas. Um, it was snowing. It had been snowing. And they're like, oh, we're going to get on the plane. Or we have to wait because we have to de-ice the engines. And at that time, fucking 19, I'm like, did you ask the engines? What the fuck? Shouldn't the engines be ready to go? And then we get, finally, like an hour later, get boarded on this plane. And then they were sitting there getting ready. Like, we're just waiting, waiting, waiting. All right, we're going to go. And all of a sudden, um, we're going to get back off. We need to de-ice the engine again. I'm like, didn't we just fucking do that? And then we get back on the plane. And then it was on the plane again, finally. And then they're like, um... We're gonna have to get you guys off the on board again or deboard because we're having no. our engine issues. Nope. We're uh, having malfunctions. I'm like, I'd have been like, "Where's Hertz? Rent a car, right? And then, Give me my money. And then back. Like, I'll go rent a car and drive." And then they're like, "Oh well, we're just gonna put you guys on a new plane." I'm like, "Oh, you could have done this shit three hours ago." Okay, but that was my one time. I'm like, fuck. I've been on this yeah, plane three had... times already, and it still hasn't taken off. Like, I don't want to be on this plane no more. And this was, like, when I was 19. So this was, this would have been, actually, this was, like, the first time I ever flown by myself. And that's the shit I went through. And I'm like, ah. So I was like, at that point, I was like, ah, oh, that's the worst thing that could happen. I mean, it was, I mean, technically not. The worst thing that happens is the plane goes down. Um, but if the plane goes down, I ain't going to be around to worry about it afterwards. So it doesn't really matter. Wow. I like how just cavalier you are with, oh, well. I mean, well, what's the worst that can happen? I don't know. You fucking die, maybe. Yeah, <laughs> but I'm, I mean, that's what, I, I I get that, but at the same time, like that doesn't fear me. I mean, oh, I'm I'm not, nice. I'm not I'm not afraid of much stuff. Um, I will. There's like one thing I am like afraid of, uh, but death isn't one of them. In my time to come. It's my time to come. I got shit I to like do I'm, tomorrow. I ain't got time to be getting in a plane crash. I got to be at work tomorrow. How about that? Just, <laughs> just imagine your legacy could be what your legacy would be if it were to go down. You know, the whole the legend of the Cracker Rack be be like an untold story. <laughs> ASPN thirty on thirty. I we only had one malfunction of a plane that I remember. I, I guess it's a story time. I'll tell you two more, and then we'll we'll, we'll finish this. Um, when me and my wife were leaving all in in Chicago we walking by the windows and I'm like, that's not our plane, is it? And there's like a big toolbox underneath it. And there's like five people working on it. We were supposed to take off at like 5 PM, uh, that Sunday evening at like eight 30, they told everybody to go get a voucher and get on the shuttle and you could pick a hotel. 
So we stayed at the Marriott and they gave us like vouchers. To get, so we stayed at the Marriott and got drunk at the bar. It, it was a lot of fun actually. And then had to wake up early and get on the plane. Then when I was a kid, I used to be a, I thought I was a preacher when I was like five or six years old. Like I used to go to church all the time. I'd sit on the organ with the organ player. They would call me Reverend Rucker. I used to wear suits everywhere. Me that and my should, mom that, should be, that should have been your wrestling name. Reverend Rucker. <laughs> me and my mom were flying to like California or something when I was younger. And I don't remember this. Apparently, I stood up in the middle of the plane and told everybody that God spoke to me and that they better get right with the Lord because this plane is going down. And my mom is like trying to get me to shut the fuck up and it's not happening. I'm like, the Lord is coming and he's taking all of us. I hope you, you better start praying now. I'm going up and down the aisle and they make me sit down and be quiet. I'm like, yeah, in 2020, that'd be like a terroristic threat. Like I would have got arrested (laughs) as a child, but apparently God told me we were going to die and we didn't. So now I'm scared of planes because he's like, I forgot about you. So I (laughs) I I don't like flying, but yeah. That was story time, I guess. I guess so. Um, either way, <laughs> a year from now, you'll be on a plane to L.A. <laughs> Fuck whiskey, that, I'm driving. I'll whiskey, leave now. If I leave now. And if I leave now, I can make it made. <laughs> what's that? What's that drive? Like 20 hours? I've done it before. I've ridden a Greyhound from Atlanta to California. That's a Greyhound. Greyhounds drive slow it's as like fuck. like two days. That's a Greyhound, though. They have to drive like 55 miles an hour. And they got to go through like Texarkana and all this kind of shit and keep stopping. I rode a train too. You ever rode a train? Um, I rode not, to California. I've, I've ridden a train, but not like long distance or traveling. I've ridden a train like we have in, in Colorado. Um, we have like drinking trains where you can just go on the train and like drives or like rides around the track, like around the gorge down in Southern Colorado. Um, great scenery, but it's like, like think of like booze cruise, but on a train. That's the content yeah, of it all. That's not the kind of train I rode. No, I know what you mean. Uh, <laughs> I rode oh, it's, only, it's only like a 30-hour drive. Track. It's only like a 30-hour drive from here. 30? Yeah. That's a day and a half. No, it's not. That, 30? That's with no stopping. A day and a half? You you have to fill your tank up, don't you? Somebody's got to sleep. You got to eat. It doesn't take shit. six hours. That's like, four, that's like maybe six stops for gas. There's two of you. You you don't need to stop anywhere. Pull over, take a thirty minute nap. I'm sorry. I love this being on the road. I love driving. Episode. This has been boot to the face. Episode eighty. Marty's clearly trying to kill me. So whether or not we make it to eighty one, who I knows? Ju- I <laughs> just give you a way to not die by find not find a plane. I'm surprised you didn't tell me that flying is more safe than driving is. I mean, technically, it really is. You sound like those people that are telling me that the coronavirus isn't dangerous. That the flu well, kills more people every year. <laughs> You're one of those fucking people. <laughs> Ain't nobody trying to hear that shit. When the plane's going down, a lot of fucking good that stat's going to do what, me. What's the, uh, you're more likely to get killed by a drunk driver than by a plane crash? Yeah, Is that what okay. you want me to say? Is that how we're going to end it? Okay. So if the By the way, like, I don't. Uh, I don't both that's engines not my ha- stats, nor do I like <laughs> follow the stats or a radical like that. And I don't even, but I just had to follow along and play along with what you just said. So when the pilot's like, both engines have died, we're going down. I'm going to calmly walk up and tell him, like, sir, 
Marty told me that I was more likely to die from a drunk driver than a plane crash. So I don't know what you got to do to get this motherfucker to land safely, but you need to make it. He better, better pull back on that stick and make this bitch turn back up. That nose better be pointing up in 30 seconds. <laughs> this has been Boot to the Face, episode 80. We did the best we could to keep you entertained because there's really not much to talk about in the world of wrestling. But we did our best. Hopefully you join us for 81 where we will give our WrestleMania predictions. For Marty Vasquez, I'm Chris Rucker. This has been Boot to the Face, episode 80. Peace! Later. It's cooking.